Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bike Walk Wichita monthly podcast. I'm Kim Newfeld, Executive Director, and I'm at headquarters recording with Amy. Hello. Happy Walktober, everyone. This is my favorite month in Kansas. In this month's episode, Alan interviews Sedgwick County Commissioner Lacey Cruz. We share upcoming events you'll want to get on your calendar. We'll highlight two of our newest sponsors and shine the spotlight on this month's special volunteer. Thanks for tuning in and joining us as we talk all things bike walk. So I cannot wait. We have been planning and planning and planning for our annual fall film fundraiser. Oh my goodness. And it is here. So wheels to reels. Finally. Right? Finally here. Although, of course, there's still a million things Things to do. do. Uh, October 7th, we have actually rented out an awesome venue. We are going to be down south at the Starlight Drive-In. And so you can walk, bike, drive in and join us for an awesome evening. Um, One, just to socialize with your friends, Mm -hmm. Uh, but two, we have this awesome film, and we are actually the first screening in the U.S. outside of Portland for this year's Filmed by Bike series, so. Yeah, I can't wait. I have seen some of the clips, you know, on social media, and it just looks so fantastic, and I can't believe that we've got the scoop on everybody. I know. And, and we're the, the first ones to, to show their 2021-2022 film series. Yes, it's very exciting, and, and they also highlight Black Girls Do Bike, which we have mm-hmm. a local chapter, and just quite a diverse range of cycling interests from cyclists all around the globe. So yeah. uh, 9 to 10 film series is shorts in this film. Yeah, it, this is this is such good like bang for your buck. Yeah. And and I love, you know, hanging out at the Starlight and just come and hang out with all your friends and watch some good film shorts. It is going to be a great evening. So, what to expect? Uh, October 7th, gates open at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at 5.30, Amy is going to kick off our bike and gear show. So, Amy, you want to give people a little heads up about what that is? Yeah. So, the bike and gear show is kind of like you know, everybody loves a car show where you just kind of walk around and look at cars and chat with people about cars. Well, everybody loves to do the same thing with bicycles. It's just so free to enter your bike. And uh, our categories, we have BMX, we have endurance, distance rate, and road racing, e-bikes and trikes, and we have um, bike packing and adventure, and vintage, and custom bikes. Yeah, so this year I think I'll have a couple. I definitely have to get my Trek 520 in uh, with my setup, so I need to pack it all up. uh. Yeah, and the registration form, you know, you can uh, fill that out online, and we have fun questions to kind of, we'll have a little description of your bike that we will hang with zip ties and a piece of paper on your bike so that people can read about what kind of bike this is and what your favorite adventure is with this bike and any of your favorite accessories. So you can like detail out, you know, your special frame bag that you had or any lights that you really like. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that is what's really helpful, I find, is to get real life, uh, firsthand, you know, experience and recommendations from our cycling Mm -hmm. friends. Yeah. Um, So this is going to be great. And I know, Amy, you're putting together a cool panel of guest judges. Yes. You will also have some fun prizes for each category. So make sure you go online to bikewalkwichita.org slash wheels to reels, or you can also find the Facebook event or info on Instagram. 
and you can fill out the registration form in advance or you can uh, enter your bikes at the gate on as well. site i mean you got to park it anyway that's right you might as well enter it for a prize yep after the bike show kind of wraps up we will also have time just for people to socialize during that during that time mm -hmm. and we'll also have uh, some adventure raffle packages that people uh, can you know place their their tickets tickets are five dollars each uh, or five for 20 so yes. it's a good deal and, mm -hmm. and they are really great uh, raffle packages and then right around sunset which should be about 7 15 uh, we'll start the film series and just have a great chill time so yes. Uh, definitely go online. You can buy your tickets in advance, mm -hmm. um, and they are $25 with a $5 off for Members Plus. So definitely uh, get them in advance, or you can also get them at the gate. So we will see you there at Wheels to Reels. And when you show up, we will also have, we'll have the concession stand as always, but we will also have great local food vendors. And then we have two new friends who are our newest sponsors. Yes. Um, we are very excited to welcome a better bar service. So Megan's going to be out there with drinks and, and, and beer and helping people, uh, you know, have a great time. And then In Spirit Kombucha is also a brand new sponsor. We are excited to have him mm -hmm. back. Uh, mm -hmm. They are a great business with a great story. Yes. And if you haven't tried their kombucha, it is delicious. Amazing. Yes. So both of those will be out there to sell their products and to uh, chat with you at the event. Thank you to both of those. We will have Tacos Locale on site, and they yes. will be able to be offering a vegan pork and beef options for their tacos. Mm -hmm. And then we also have local fries that are going to be turned into delicious oh my meal yes. as well. So I, I can't wait. So in addition to the concession stands, you can also find some nice local food and beverage right. uh, for the evening. Wheels to Reels is the annual uh, fundraiser for Bike Walk Wichita, and it is really how we keep our doors open and keep rolling every day. So we really appreciate everyone's support. And if you can't join in person, you can purchase your ticket and we will send you a virtual link. Yeah, film. you don't even have to be in Wichita to watch the film festival thing. Definitely. We have a virtual option, and we are super excited about that. Very excited. Grab your tickets and join us at the event or online, and thank you for all of your support for Bike Walk Wichita. So, Walktober, we mentioned it is here, finally. I I have been following Walktober. I, I don't really know when it started, but I think I've been following it since its inception. And I am just so excited every year I get to see this event and participate in this event. It just is exciting to me. Yes, we are excited. Our pedestrian work group and quite a few community partners, mm -hmm. including the Great Plains Nature Center and others, are going to be hosting fun walks all around town. Um, Barb is going to be kicking off the Walk the Ark series. Yes. So every Wednesday, starting actually September 29th, because, you know, we just couldn't wait. No. Uh, <laughs> we are going to start and we are going to walk sections of the Ark River mm -hmm. path, uh, starting kind of from the north end and then slowly kind of working our way south each week till yes. we get to O.J. Watson Park to see the ponies. I know, yeah. And and I just think that's such a brilliant idea just to take a section of the Arc Valley path or the Arc River path and uh, walk a different section each week. Because I don't think, 
many people realize just how vast that path is and, and how, how much different it is. It Every is. section has a really different identity and kind of personality mm -hmm. and different nature. Yeah. Uh, so excited to really introduce more of the community to these different sections. And then we'll also be at Great Plains Nature Center. They're, they're having a mm -hmm. full moon. Um, we're going to do kind of a full moon walk. And then they're, uh, they're having a group come in with telescopes for stargazing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you don't want to miss the stargazing. No. It's going to be super awesome. So check out our calendar. You can also find all the uh, details, events at bikewalkwichita.org slash walktober. And uh, we also, this year had a passport designed. So we thought it'd be kind of fun just to change things up. And we worked with local artist, Jess Bechtelheimer, which mm -hmm. shout out to Jess. Many of you uh, know her from our Women Bike ICT yes. uh, group. And uh, she created a delightful passport for your family or self to go around mm -hmm. the community and just check out some of Wichita's fun attractions. Right. Something and... to do in each district of the city. Yes. So check that out. If you uh, snap a selfie at each of those locations and hashtag Walktober, mm -hmm. then you get entered for a chance for some prizes each week throughout the month of October. A selfie so. contest for Walktober. That's right. That's oh right. Oh, my gosh. And you don't absolutely have to be in it. It could just be some nature or, or art mm -hmm. at that location as well. So we just love to see your adventures uh, and see that out on social media. Join us for Walktober. Uh, it's going to be, I, I have a feeling this weather is going to be quite a delight. Hi there. Today we're talking with Sedgwick County Commissioner Lacey Cruz with District 4 of Sedgwick County. We're recording this in early September 2021. Welcome to the podcast and thank you very much for giving us the time to talk to you. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, why don't we begin just by having you introduce yourself to us. Tell us what we need to know about you as a commissioner and a member of the community. Uh, well, I um, moved to Sedgwick County in 2006 to finish my bachelor's degree. I come from a small town in Parsons, Kansas. When I finished school, I my kids were enrolled in Wichita Public Schools. Well, I had one kid at the time. And she, you know, I just decided to stay. I got a job at a local hearing aid company here in town doing marketing and advertising. And then I just kind of stayed and, and developed friendships, started being active in the community, and here I am. And how did you become interested in running for county commission and why? You know, I am a musician. I used to play out all the time gigging in pretty much every single local bar here and around the country. I branded a company in 17 states, and so I had an opportunity to play in a bunch of different locations as a musician. But someone called me up, one of the organizers of the Women's March, and asked me if I would play Aretha Franklin's Respect and Helen Reddy's I Am Woman. It was after Donald Trump was elected and the Women's March really started, you know, um, in 2017. And so when they called me up and asked me to do that, I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, let's do this. But playing those two songs actually turned into really being sort of the MC, sort of unintended MC of the event, because the organizers 
they got 4,000 people in, a, in one place, but they didn't really think about, oh my God, who's going to introduce the next speaker? Who's going to sort of hype up the crowd? And being a performer, being on stages my whole life, it just kind of was something that I just kind of fell into and just sort of did. But after 2017 and the march happened and the energy was alive in the air, um, everything sort of fizzled, at least for me. I went back to my normal life, taking kids to school, being in, in just normal life. Well, 2018 rolled around and the organizers put together another march in January. And so they intentionally asked me to be the MC of the next march. And so I was ecstatic. I'm like, okay, if I get to play music and introduce in incredible women, I'm in. So as I sat there at my computer, researching all of the names and all of the women who were going to uh, be giving speeches, reading their stories, understanding the work that they'd done, the changes that they'd made in our community. I was, I was really inspired, not only by their stories, but just the energy that they gave to the crowd when they gave their speech. And so as I'm up there in front of a thousand people, introducing these women, it was like something sort of changed in my mind, like, oh my gosh, I could do more with my life. Like, why am I not doing more? And so with my eight-year-old daughter at the time beside me holding up our sign that said, here our vote, it was just something that sort of changed. And so I called all of the organizers over to my house. I made a pot of taco soup, which is really cheap and feeds a lot of people. Um, I've told this story so many times, people could probably recite it <laughs> back to me. And I bought some cheap box wine because, you know, I was broke and that's what I drink. And I had too many glasses. I sort of just joked about running for governor. And apparently there's a a stepping stone to running for office, which I didn't really know about because I wasn't, you know, outside of voting in presidential elections and being a Democrat just simply because my mom and I don't really get along and she's a staunch Republican. That's really the extent of my politics. And so I joked about running for governor. A couple of days later, somebody calls me and says, how soon are you going to run for office? And I, I just responded to her in sort of just this like confusion because I wasn't even serious about it. You know, I didn't even really think, oh my God, I could run for an office. So, you know, I asked the question, what office would I even run for? And she says, you know, why don't you run for a state house rep? And I'm serious. I'm like, what the heck do these people even do? And so I had to research that. And as a single mom raising two daughters, I couldn't be gone. You know, I can't be in Topeka. I have to be here. You know, my, my time and my energy has to be spent here raising these children. And outside of just the time restraints, they don't make any money. And as the only breadwinner in my, my family, you know, it's hard for me to be gone. Who's going to hire me to work? part-time or part of the year. So it's just, it was an unrealistic expectation for someone in my shoes to run for that office because I just couldn't do it. So then someone mentioned the county commission. And again, I really, I didn't even know what this position was. 
Um, I had no clue what they made. I had no clue what they did. And so I went to the website, um, SedgwickCounty.org, and I looked at the history of the County Commission. And I'm scrolling because they have the history back to 1953. And so as I'm scrolling along, I'm just like, oh my God, are there any women who have ever served in this role? And so I pulled up an Excel spreadsheet and I literally just made an Excel spreadsheet so that I could visually see how many men had served versus how many women had served. And so that visual representation of just lack of representation was like, okay, this is the seat if I'm going to run, then I'm going to run for because it's local. So, and they do get paid. I didn't really know how much they got paid, but it felt like it was more doable. So as I researched and as I really understood more about what they did and the impact that they would make. I threw my hat in the ring on a sort of, I hemmed and hawed about it in April of 2018. And I was, I was really fearful just because I don't, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of connections. I'm raising these two kids. I haven't been very politically active. So there were a lot of things against me that were very um, sort of an eye opener about the reality that if I threw my hat in the ring, the scrutiny, you know, everything that comes with it, it was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then in May, I just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I just did it. And here, here I sit. Well, it was uh, successful. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So talking about not understanding the, the politics and the commission and so forth. I'm also a little bit confused. I've been confused about what exactly the role of the county commission is in the area's government, especially in a county like Sedgwick County, where three-fourths of the population is within the Wichita city limits, and it has its own governing body. Mm-hmm. What is the relationship there? What is the county commission's role? What is your role as a, as a commissioner with respect to the different populations, the different communities uh, in the county? And how does, how does that work? Well, I like to look at it like this. We handle the purse strings. Our responsibility is to handle the budget. That's our number one responsibility. So our budget is around 100 or $450 million. We have about $17 million in our fire district. So we have three roles, really. We are the Board of Health, uh, we're the Board of Cedric County Commissioners, and then we're the fire district. And so we handle as commissioners, public health, public works, public safety. And the budget that we have, budgets are about priorities. Many, many years in the past, some commissioners, my predecessor, for example, was about very limited and small government. And so the philosophy of how people handle this position is very different. And so it's kind of what you make of it. But really the number one goal of a commissioner is to understand the budget, understand how it's allocated. And really you, we get to, as a board, as the five of us, tell how that money should be spent. So The county government, I like to look at it as very horizontal in nature because we have 
different, we call them row offices. So we have our different, we have our elections commissioner who's appointed by the secretary of state. We have our district attorney who's an independent elected official, the sheriff, our register of deeds and our county clerks. It's very horizontal. Whereas a municipality is very vertical because you have your council, your city manager and all of your employees. But we have elected officials who handle full departments. So our treasurer, she has 90 employees that she manages. We don't manage those employees. She, as an independent elected official, handles those. But we, as the Board of County Commissioners, tell her what her budget is. So we handle purse strings, really. And for many, many years, when budgets are set, it's about the priority of the commission at the time. And so if you have a commission that's very sort of public works focused or public safety focused, or maybe just burning the government down in general focused, you cut services or you reposition funds for one department or the next. That's how I look at it now in the role of working together with other cities and how we work with the city of Wichita, it has to be a partnership. I think for many years and from what I've understood from the past relationships, it's been very sort of tumultuous. We have a role and responsibility to build bridges and build connections because the collective is so much greater than the individual and that's, that's where I believe my role as a commissioner extends outside of managing the budget. Well, speaking of bridges and connections in a, in a more literal sense, uh, Bike Walk Wichita, we advocate for safer biking and walking in the community. So uh, obviously we need to be digging into some of the questions relating to, to biking and walking, but I want to begin by just asking you, what, what's your experience or your family's experience with, with biking and walking in your neighborhood, especially? So we just moved. We just moved downtown. So we lived up north in Sherwood Glen, and we walked everywhere in that neighborhood. My youngest daughter has a skateboard, so she loves to skateboard, and we all have bikes. We don't do a lot of biking, but we do a lot of walking, and we walk our dogs a lot. We used to do it a lot, and then we moved downtown, and it's a very different neighborhood, and so we just moved here. We're sort of getting our the lay of the land, um, so we live in a, in a, in a part of town that... Uh, you have to be cautious. And so I have young daughters. I will say we're getting more comfortable walking around. It's just a, a level of comfort in our new neighborhood. I think we haven't sort of gotten there yet, but we do, we do walk out and about. We haven't walked our dogs yet though. Mm -hmm. One of the groups that we follow particularly uh, that has had a uh, a big impact lately in terms of urban planning or urban design, how cities work is called strong towns. I don't know whether you're familiar with them or not. Yeah, uh, I follow okay. them on Facebook, yeah. They have a, what they call a four-step uh, approach to, to urban design. And that is first to humbly observe where people are struggling and second, to find out what the, the smallest thing that can be done to alleviate 
that struggle and then to do it. You talked about your struggling with being able to walk in your neighborhood. What's the smallest thing that could be done to help with that struggle? I think our challenge is it boils down to safety mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that I'm teaching my daughters is awareness and understanding that a lot of folks, especially those suffering from homelessness, are normal, just like us. And they're struggling in different ways. And most of them feel very ignored. And so most of the time, if you just say hi to them, they're fine, right? You're going to have... Um, some in, in the group that will be not so kind or maybe not as, maybe you don't feel as safe around them, but understanding your surroundings, communicate with those around you, that, that's kind of where we're at because we literally live right off of Broadway. And so we have a lot of activity. I, I sit on my porch every single day and communicate with people every single day who are homeless. And I think it's understanding people, being empathetic to people. So we're, I know that this isn't exactly what you wanted as an answer, but for me, that's really what it is. It's about feeling safe enough to go out and walk around your neighborhood. And really it does feel safe. You just have to sort of get in your mind that you're safe and it's going to be fine. And there are steps that you can take listening to your gut, being aware of your surroundings, it's those kinds of things, mm -hmm. and then just doing it together. So that's a, not a very easy thing, and it's more internal for us, and it's just getting used to where we live. That's, that's really what it is for us right now, because at our other house, we walked everywhere all the time, all the time. I mean, I walked mm -hmm. probably, oh, three or four times a day, just because it was what I did. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you're living within the Wichita city limits now, mm -hmm. which is, as far as public works, at least is concerned, is not really within the purview of the county commission. But what is the county's role in having an impact on, on biking and walking with the residents that it's responsible for, I guess, the people living within the county? Well, as the Board of Health, we have a responsibility to think about health in all policies. So we manage 600 miles, 600 bridges. Are we designing those with only automobiles in mind? Are we designing those with, with people in mind? Are we even thinking about building in bike paths or walking paths on our bridges? Uh, we're not. I don't think that we are really doing a good enough job right now into really thinking about health in all policies. And that means that when we're designing roads, when we're designing bridges, like are we only thinking about automobiles or are we thinking about the people in them? Because yeah, we do have a lot of rural roads that we maintain, but there are cyclists who cycle all over this county. And are, are we making it safe for them? Are we welcoming cycling all over the county on our roads? 
right now we're not. And we could do a, a better job of buffering safety measures in for those roads in particular. Now, when you get, when it comes to bridges, I mean, we have some bridges in this county that they really need an overhaul when it comes to enough space for someone to walk across or bike across. Um, it's all about safety. Public safety is our other component. Public safety, public health, public works. So we're not really thinking about that in terms of making it safe for people who are going to walk, ride bikes, skateboards, whatever. So we need to start thinking about it. It needs to be number one on the drawing board when we're talking about, are we asking the questions before even designing these roads? Right now, you know, the roads are really established. So I don't know that we have a lot of new roads that we're going to be building, but the roads that we do have and we're maintaining those, do we need to start adding in to our budget how to widen them or putting in a pedestrian bridge. You know, we've, we've had a couple that have gone up. And so I can't say that we're not doing anything, but I don't know that we're really thinking about that from the very beginning, or if it's in our CIP plan to even start talking about how do we build and design or repurpose or renovate uh, for people and pedestrians. You are correct. The county has done some, some great things uh, lately in terms of bike and pedestrian facilities, the uh, bridge over the big ditch on Meridian, connecting Hayesville and, and Campus High School was a great addition. The bike path, the multi-use path, uh, all the way from Mulvane up to the city of Wichita through Derby has been uh, very popular and, and very used. And uh, the county was a big part of that with the help of the, of the cities involved. Those have been great additions. But as you Alluded to, really, the, the biggest constraint on, on that is, of course, the, the budget. It would be wonderful to say, well, let's just do all of this stuff uh, right away, but we can't, don't have enough money to immediately put uh, bike paths or shoulders on all of the roads in the county. And so one thing that can be done is to focus more of the road and highway budget on the maintenance and on improving the roads that we do have uh, in the county, as opposed to building new roads. Well, I don't know that we really have done anything to really even talk about. When I was thinking about all of these questions and what our what my role is and how how I'm managing my time, you know, I, I did set I did sit on Wimpo for a little bit, and then I thought to myself, <laughs> "There's four of us on there." Maybe we need mm -hmm. to diversify our efforts. And we're talking, uh, there's a local consult coming up on September 9th that mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about. I have a Northwest bypass meeting actually right after this where we're talking about the road that will go around on the western side of our, of our county. And maybe that's a good opportunity to start with how are we going to have this built for pedestrians and vehicles rather than just a vehicle. So I think for me personally, I need to start. There's no, there's no excuse. It's just, you know, when you're new starting into this and you learn as you go, what, what the things are that are really important when, when that to quality of place and, and how we can build our community for the, for the better, you know, that's one thing, that's a question that I'll ask. How are we, we're going to be building this big road out there. How are we going to incorporate how to make it safe for cyclists? Because we got K96, that ain't safe. 
I mean, it's not yeah. built for that. It's built for right. cars. It's not built for people. Right. Right. So. You spoke earlier about the benefits of biking and walking on physical health. But as we've seen, especially in connection with the, the COVID crisis, getting outside and being active is also a big benefit to mental health. You've said that one of your top priorities in, on the commission is to focus on mental health. Are there other things that the, that the county can do from the standpoint of the biking and walking infrastructure to, to focus on the, on the mental health aspects of it? Yeah, I think we have, again, going back to health and all policies, what are we doing with our health department in, in correlation with students and schools? Um, I remember living in a small town that was what we did. We went outside. I, I lived down the street from a park. I was very active. But I wonder in this day and age with so much electronic access with children, how are we getting it from the get-go that parks are around the corner and they'll make you feel good? Like how do we start that from a very young age? And how do we understand that different socioeconomic factors in our community play a role? And how, how is our health department working with both our calm care and our social workers in all of our schools? Like, how are they all playing a role that something very simple as far as getting outdoors is better than taking a pill every day? And so I think that this is just, this is a really huge conversation, but I think having, having our specific departments that are already charged with health, understanding that mental health is part of your physical health. And I think we've done a good job of talking about mental health, right? It's, it's almost like it's a buzzword now, which it, it needs to become an action word. So we talk about mental health, but what are we actually doing to solve it? And if physical activity is one of those really simple things, are we prescribing that? <laughs> are we talking about that from a very young age? But then not only that, how are we supporting the parents and making sure they're well? And just are, are we starting with our own employees? Are we giving, you know, an activity day? Can we think outside of the box with those things that we give? So we have a whole benefits package, but are we maybe incentivizing people with um, hours outside? You know, the more hours you spend outside, maybe you get a day off or do to do something else. I don't know. There's just so many ways that I think that we could start with our own employees. But as the largest mental health provider, are we prescribing outdoor activity? Are we making sure that people understand that bike walk Wichita is here and provides bikes. I and I think we are doing that. There is some of that happening. I don't want to insinuate that we're not doing any of it, but we can always do more. And I think we start there. We start in health and all policies. We start in our calm care social workers in our schools. They're, they're in over 20 schools in, in the largest school district in Kansas. Do we start with our children? That's, that's what I mean. I think it's, it's prescribing outdoor activity in a general sense through our health department, um, through ComCare specifically, because those are the things that I handle as in a budget, you know, and, and outside of just letting people understand or letting people know what resources are available. Are we doing enough to partner with 
people like Bike Walk Wichita and, and others in our community to share that with our constituents and with our customers. The people who come into ComCare, are they, do they know that they can receive a bike? Do they know that Sedgwick County Park is open from, and it's a beautiful trail over there. We also have a 600 acre park that is then it's it's in the northeast corner of our community the land is encumbered and so it it has very strict requirements by the office of the interior that the county can't really do anything with the land but we can offer trails we can keep it in its natural state so what could we do to provide another park out in the northeast part of our community. I think that there is an opportunity there, just like out at Lake Afton, just like out at Sedgwick County Park. Are we doing more programmatic stuff that is mental health focused in our park? Those are just a few ideas. That's great. I think your point about health and all policies is, is a great one. I have uh, seen that in a few other communities. In fact, there are some communities that have a, a position that basically reviews policies uh, in the other departments from the health standpoint. And they found that helpful in promoting the health. I think that's something that we could consider here. Well, and I have to give credit where credit is due. Pamela King Burns, she's the one who, she posed that to me at a forum a while back. Okay. Well, I think okay. maybe when I was running, she was like, what does health and all policies mean to you? Mm -hmm. And at first I was kind of dumbfounded. It just seemed so complicated when she asked me, but really it's, it's, it's simple in, in the way that how does, how is this going to affect my physical or mental health and anything that I'm doing or any policy that mm -hmm. I'm making. Mm -hmm. So I have to, I have to give a shout out to her because she's really the one who right. got me thinking about it and got me talking about it all the time. And every single vote that I make, I'm like, okay, what does health and all policies mean to this that I'm doing right now? I think you're very aware of the different things that Bike Walk Wichita does. You've, you've mentioned a, a few of them already. I think you're also aware of our work in the Evergreen neighborhood uh, that's, in, that's in your district. We really focus on connecting and learning from residents about what barriers they have that keep them from walking and biking and being physically active. And we tried to help them eliminate barriers. You obviously spend a lot, a lot of time thinking about this, both pre-commission and, and on the commission. Do you have any suggestions for us about what we could do to better accomplish that, uh, that purpose? I think people get really comfortable in what they know and what they do really well. And what are some out-of-the-box ways to connect with others. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about the ways that I do things and the way that I communicate with people. What's, what's the phrase? People don't really remember what you tell them. They remember how you made them feel. And, mm. you know, thinking about how to, how to really get into someone's psyche about how biking makes you feel good. And, it's very fluffy. I'm very flowery. I'm very sort of, uh, people call me a hippie all the time, which I don't really mind. I don't know. I mean, what, what are some things that you're doing that will just pull at someone's heartstrings? Thinking outside the box and, and being unafraid to like do different things. Okay. 
How are you using yeah. social media? Are you on TikTok? Are you are you connecting with with younger folks right. that way? Is there? I mean, how active are you in the schools? Those those kinds of things, which I don't know all yeah. about you, so I'm just I'm really just spitballing here. I love to just spitball, Alan. <laughs> that's 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 okay. We, we can we can use all the ideas we can get. Thank you. No, we'll we'll definitely look into those more. We we have considered some of those, but we'll look into those more. So what would you urge citizens to do to improve Sedgwick County, its, its health, its culture, its economics in any way? You know, I think especially over this past year and, you know, 18 months or so, we've just been very isolated, um, building those connections rebuilding connections with people that you've lost or making new ones. You know, some people just need, they need friends. They need people to talk to. When, when I talk about our homeless population and the people who walk by my house every day, just saying hi, um, simple gestures of kindness, really just connecting with other people is I think the biggest thing that this community can do to grow and prosper because in the Midwest, we're kind, right? We are kind. We will give you our couch if you need it. And so I think we have to get back to that and understand that we all want the same things. And if we can provide those to each other, expecting nothing in return, that's, I feel like that's what people just, we have to get back to that. We've lost that. And I hope mm -hmm. that we'll understand that when you're riding your bike or walking down the street or even in your car, you know, waving and saying hello um, and being kind and a smile. Right. Well, is there anything that you would have liked to have talked about that we haven't asked about? No, I have um, been meaning to get into your shop because I need a new bike. I do have a bike, but I don't. We, we, we have bikes. I don't really like it. It's mm -hmm. not very comfortable. <laughs> so it's probably why I don't ride it that often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I just need to get in there. We, we, we do have bikes. Uh, what we have at any one point is somewhat spotty. It just depends on, we're not really in the business of selling bikes. I describe what we do as we take donations we, of bikes, we fix them up and we give them away. So I and, can bring my bike in that I'm gonna replace and you guys can put a new seat on it for someone else. Yeah, and, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, but we do get in better quality bikes and we need to support ourselves. So uh, when we get in those better bikes, we do sell them usually between a hundred and $200, but it just, it just depends on whatever we happen to have in at the time. Well, if someone wants to communicate with you about an issue or anything else, what's the most effective way for them to do that? You can give me an email, lacey.cruz at sedgwick.gov. You can find me on Facebook. That's mainly my social media platform that I'm on. I do have a couple of others, but I don't really check them that often. Yeah, those are probably the two easiest ways to get a hold of me. I am willing to meet with anyone about anything. And most of the time when people want to meet, I just tell them to call my office and get however much time they think they need on my calendar. It might be weeks out before you get me in person, but I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls and I'm happy to meet people for coffee and do things. Um, you know, I work for the citizens of Sedgwick County. Um, I have 
100,000 direct bosses and over 500,000 other bosses. So there's a lot of people that contact me and this is a, a very challenging role, but I feel like I'm a connector. That's what I do, whether it's you know, I, I meet a ton of people. I have a, a t you know, I have, a, I have a lot of knowledge, not very deep knowledge, uh, but I have a vast <laughs> array of things that I know mm -hmm. and a lot of people that I can connect others with. And that's, that's really probably the best part is just sort of matching people with each other. So I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to help in whatever way I can. Well, thank you very much for your time, for uh, your thoughts. Appreciate being able to, to talk to you. Thank well, you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Wow. Thank you for the interview, Alan. And thank you, Lacey, for joining us. That was such a great interview. I know Lacey has been a long time, long time involved with our community. And yes. she has just really kind of been in the music scene and stuff that we've known her. We just loved that she was able to join us. We were so excited when uh, we got her uh, interview booked. And yes. we, we just it just made our day. Very so, much so. Lacey, talking about safety and feeling safe on your walking paths and your biking paths and stuff like that, as our, our women's bike group, our women's group, that's something that we talk about very consistently is, do you feel safe riding these paths? And a lot of places, a lot of studies, and a lot of kind of intentionality has gone into when women feel safe biking and walking somewhere, it's safe for a lot of vulnerable populations. And yeah. a lot of, you know, it's generally safer for kids. Other people feel safe walking there and biking there. And so that is just something that our women's group, we try to highlight. When we did our She Bikes Women's Summit, we actually had big maps of the quarters so of the awesome. city. I know. We, we surprise ourselves with the great ideas that we have. <laughs> um, but we had big maps of quarters of the city, and we just asked the women in our, at our summit yeah. to kind of highlight where they liked walking and biking, where they didn't feel safe walking and biking. And we took those, uh, that input to our city council and to the county to just say, you know, these are some of the issues that regular people are having yes. in, in the community. And I know they did address some of those mm -hmm. things, you know, lighting uh, definitely along the Arc River and sections. So the yes. city did mm -hmm. uh, address that. And um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely been an ongoing topic, right. you know, yeah. that is definitely one that we have to watch and, and be attuned. It, it's, a, it's a constant communication. It's it's not something that you can just kind of set it and forget it. Absolutely. It is this is not the the crock pot, you know, method of <laughs> of dealing with uh, bike paths and walking lanes and so I I just really enjoyed the interview and getting to know Lacey a little mm -hmm. bit more in depth. She's such a busy woman. I don't get to see her around at different <laughs> events as much anymore. I, she's hitting all of them. <laughs> So it was really great to kind of get to know a little bit more also about mm -hmm. how she's being intentional in her work in the county. Thank you, Commissioner Lacey Cruz, for your time and for, for joining us, uh, giving us kind of an insight also as to how the city and county and these uh, different agencies and, and staff partner together. Thank you. We want to take a moment to thank our amazing local business sponsors for 2021. 
you know, as our city is, is continuing to open back up and kind of struggle with mm -hmm. supply and demand mm -hmm. and staffing, you know, I think it's important more now than ever to be intentional about where your dollars and support can go and really helping our local businesses. So we have a list of businesses who, you know, have been very dedicated to biking and walking and they understand that it's good for business, it's good for our community, and it's definitely good for your health. So take a minute to uh, drop into these businesses, show them some love, and make sure you also tell them thank you for their sponsorship of Bike Walk Wichita. REI at K96 in Greenwich carries high quality adventure gear, clothing, bikes, lightweight camp gear, and food to support your next hike or bike ride. Cargill Soybean and Biodiesel Plant, located on 13th Street, is producing renewable and clean burning fuel from waste vegetable oils. The funding helped us expand the recycle shop to get more people riding. Truck Stuff helps elevate our adventures by installing hitches, bike racks, and anything you need to haul your bike and adventure gear. I know you probably just saw their social media about Brenda Mueller's awesome new racks for her great adventures, so check them out. Yes. Bicycle Peddler and Bicycle Exchange not only provide you with a large selection of bikes and gears, but have been advocating for bike lanes, trails, and safety improvements for decades. And th just be sure to thank them for all of their effort. They have been wonderful sponsors and advocates. And they are leading great rides and doing great stuff. Kansas Department of Transportation provides an annual grant for BikeWalk Wichita to purchase lights for all of our bikes that roll out of our recycle program. And it also supports Operation Firefly, an outreach that helps make our streets safer for all users. And watch the calendar because we always do that around the, annual, around the time change. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. W, formerly known as Young Professionals of Wichita, also provided us a grant to really increase outreach and to uh, engage more young professionals. So check out, we have a brand new commercial filmed by Matt Tebow and Cecilia. Lucky's Everyday Lazy Social Cycling Club is a wonderful new sponsor this year. We've had a great time. They will also be at Wheels to Reels, so check out their new merchandise. And Lucky's Everyday Bar is conveniently located literally on the corner, just right over here from by Bikewalk Wichita. Definitely check them out. Visionary Print can help you with your podcast, video, and promotional materials. And of course, our two newest sponsors, A Better Bar Service and In Spirit Kombucha. Thank you to all of these local businesses who have been very supportive for years. This month's Volunteer Spotlight, of course, is super special. I think most of us know Gary Vreeland. He has been around Bike Walk Wednesday, I think, since the beginning, pretty yes. much. Uh -huh. I believe he was probably friends with Barry and, and riding with all of them for years mm -hmm. uh, before mm -hmm. getting started. So if you have been to any of our second Sunday slow rolls and strolls, our Christmas lights ride, Gary uh, every year has planned the route and, and led that fun event and or other uh, rides around town. Mm -hmm. Often Gary is either leading the ride, has planned the route, or is there somewhere in the pack. Yes. So he is an amazing volunteer. We really appreciate him. He is also a, a certified league cycling instructor and does an amazing job with our Safe City Cycling mm -hmm. classes, 
helping kiddos ride safer, uh, just all around great cycling instructor. Gary is also a veteran and recently participated in the Kansas Honor Flight. So he got to go to Washington, D.C. with the group and have that amazing experience. So thank you, Gary, to all you do for Bike Walk Wichita and for America and our community. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Gary. If you are interested in joining our fun, uh, helping plan events, host fun rides, walks, uh, we have all sorts of opportunities for you. You can find them online at bikewalkwichita.org and just click the volunteer button. Uh, we are a resident-led organization, so we do rely on our residents uh, to come in and to help really make the magic happen because, first of all, you have all the great ideas and can bring the fun to the table. So definitely appreciate that. And uh, if you can join us out around town, we would greatly appreciate it. So I think we are out of time for today. Really appreciate Alan and Commissioner Lacey Cruz for the interview and to Amy for joining me on this fun adventure. And thank you, Kim. This has been great. As always, we'll see you around town. <laughs>